everybody to the Fandom Bite Podcast. We have Sticky Keys from BHD Podcast and This Discontented Winter um, joining us today. Say hi, Lisa. Hi, everyone. And so our first question is, what are your favorite or least favorite fanon headcanons? I think um, my favorite headcanon is that the, the Styles is something headcanon. Oh, yes. And it doesn't matter to me what he is, whether he's Warlock, he's Fae, he's a Siren, he's a Merman. I, I don't care. I love it when Styles is something. That's one of the best. I will never get tired of reading those. I think Faye, like obviously Spark and all that stuff, I love that. The Faye one has got to be my favorite because of Dylan's little upturned nose. Yes. Like he just looks so Faye. He does. He he looks like he looks like he could be Puck. He's he's yeah, he's got that look about him. He's mischievous, he's mm-hmm. he's the right build, he's got awesome hair. Not when it's not in the buzz cut. <laughs> um, I, I was not a fan of the buzz cut. <laughs> but yeah, I think Faye Styles is, is fantastic. I love I love Faye Styles. I was, I did not like the buzz cut for a very long time. And um, it was mostly because I was like, you look like a baby. (laughs) You look like a little child boy. And it wasn't until um, fanfic where people would start like, they would be describing and they're like, oh yeah, I ran his hand over his shorn buzzed head. And I was like, (laughs) buzz cut styles? And then, um, then there was a picture that came out where, he was taking there were two instances one was he was taking off of his shirt and he had that black uh it kind of looked like a bullet vest kind of thing on and he kind of looked around and i was like arms hello <laughs> like where did you come from okay shoulders and then um he had one where uh it was the scene where they're in the gym and he's like taking off his he's either taking off a shirt and there's another shirt underneath and so his shirt got pulled up and you could see like some of his, I don't even remember if it was his back or something. And I remember we were like pausing the vid. We're like, wait a minute, what's that? <laughs> we're like, okay, so, okay, maybe he wasn't a little baby. Maybe he was, you know, a little bit grown boy. And so ever since then, I'm like on board with the buzz cut in the weird <laughs> yeah. city. I was like, okay, we're here. I get it. It wasn't until I started seeing his body, like, in actual, like, yeah. you could actually see his body before I was like, oh. And then I looked at his face again, and I was like, you're pretty. <laughs> because for some reason, the big clothes and, like, the goofy, like, yeah. first episodes of Styles, I was kind of like, huh. Like, I liked him. I thought he was a great actor, but I wasn't like, oh, my God, that's the hottest guy on here. Yeah. And so... But once all that kind of pulled together, we're like, huh, you're really pretty. And I find the ones that I end up going crazier about are the ones that I don't notice at first glance. That it's like, and this happened on Queer as Folk with Ben. When Ben came on the scene, I was like, <laughs> Ugh, I don't like him. You know, I like Mikey and Brian. Da, 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 da. And then Ben, it was, it was like the second season and they had a new intro and uh, Ben did this like crazy dance move. And I was like, excuse you? And then I was just like all about Ben for the rest of the series. It was ridiculous. You were really Mikey and... So as a friend, Brian, I was a friend of Benny's because I didn't like Brian Justin. I was all um, about Brian Justin the second I saw it. I, I thought that they were, I, I loved the drama of it, but I was like, they are not a good couple. <laughs> like, this is not going to last. And so I was like, I want the thing that will last. And I know that Mikey and Brian will always love each other. And so when Ben came on the scene and of course him and Brian bumped heads at first and I was just like, oh, okay, no, I don't like this. Blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, they started getting along. So I was like, okay, my Ben. <laughs> no, Brian Justin gives me so much Steel vibes. Steel, really? That I just like jumped on. Yeah, like I mean, obviously they don't have the age thing, no, I mean, but you have like Theo that's just like incapable of being good and all caring, and I like it's give... just a very Theo look to me. I I know it works for Steeter too, but like I was gonna say that'd be Steeter. I think the the Bryn would be Steeter. That's hilarious. I love that. I like the different take on it. Oh wait, never mind. You're racist, Philip. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> But, you know, I see Theo as being a very young version of 
uh, theater. The only mm-hmm. difference I really see is that I feel like Styles is in awe of Peter's intelligence versus, but like frustrated about it too, versus Styles and Theo. It's more of like, I despise I, you. <laughs> like, I hate what you're doing, but you're so gorgeous. Right, right. <laughs> I think that Theo was supposed to be Peter Jr., which was supposed to be Jackson. And I think Cody did a fantastic job. Honestly, for me, Theo was one of the best new characters that they added. And I loved his storyline. I loved what he did. You know, for years, I was complaining that um, I was like, I'm sick of them fighting adults. I'm sick of them fighting people that they are so obviously unmatched with. (laughs) You know, I want a, because then the only way they got out of it was some crazy deus ex machina nonsense. Like even when we got down to um, the several big bats for season three and three A, the only one were any of them defeated by the pack. <laughs> it was like Peter, or they took out themselves. <laughs> it was just like, and then they kept two of them <laughs> as friends. So I was like, what is going on? And so I'm like, I want a one-on-one relationship. So when they announced Theo, I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then they announced Mike from Pretty Little Liars. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then it came together. It was such a great premise. But again, they ran it into the ground and messy. You see, what it should have been is that mid-season villain should have been some kind of like the child of a villain or the protege of a villain or somebody who's just gotten who's turned who's recently turned evil the season finale should have been the adult villain kind of stepping in and so they learned from the child you know one and that helped them defeat the adult version but they never went that way everything always had to be the biggest baddest worst thing ever well but that also stifled their creativity and that's why we get to a season where we have Labette. Oh, no, we have the Dread Doctors. Oh, no, we have the Ghost Riders. Oh, no, we're riding on the storm. We're in a train depot. You know, and it's just like, where are you going to go from here? And do we want to go there with you? <laughs> like, and the answer is no, clearly. You know, I want to read a fic now where Peter gets his alpha power back long enough and he bites Theo. Theo is his favorite. And then, and then you know, you can kill Peter off or whatever, but I want Theo coming for revenge. Yeah. Right? I think that might be my next plot, Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Skeeter Rio. Skeeter Rio. Skeeter Theo. No. Um, Theo. I wish, um, yeah, I would love that though. If it were like established Steeter past Steo and Theo was like, I'm coming back for what's mine. <laughs> and Styles is like, excuse me, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I know my, I gave my favorite headcanon last time, which was Emissary Claudia Stilinski. Uh, one of my other favorites is um, Derek being a model while he was away at New York. Oh, yeah. Yes! So good! <laughs> and, like, I give that one, like, a wide berth, so it's, like, anywhere from go-go boy to stripper to, like, high-class New York Fashion Week model. I'm all for it. And my least favorite has got to be that Styles is overly concerned with what Scott thinks about every little thing. <laughs> I will admit that Canon really pushed in that direction, but I don't think we need to continue it in fanfic. No, I, I agree. Unless it's to get us to the point where, like, someone's like, "That's abusive." Yeah, I would. I would get behind that. Um, I am still trying to convince people of my headcanon where Finstock is Derek's dad. Oh no! He's got the crazy eyes. He's got the spiky hair, and and the fact that the show never mentions who Derek's father is. I think that's because Talia Hale is really, really ashamed of herself. I, I, I mean, I get behind. Did you this. hear this mess? No, I'm here. She wants for people it. to get behind Finstock <laughs> being Derek's dad. I can't. It I was cannot. hilarious. I you know what? Here's, here's what I will accept. The, the NSFW accept. channel of the BTV <laughs> server will not get behind this because Papa Hale is sex personified. What I will get behind. Played by multiple Insta Daddies, and no, no. 
I want 20,000 words of Derek searching for his father. And because Talia has left a note saying, you know, you need your dad because of XYZ reasons. Oh, yeah. Here are the people it could possibly be. And he <laughs> opens the note and rolls all the way down to the ground. And so he starts narrowing down and he sees Finstock and he's like, really? And he imagines what his life would be like if Finstock were his dad. I would take that as an imagining. <laughs> but then his real daddy is Deaton, like I said it was. <laughs> I knew you were going there. I knew it. <laughs> okay, you guys it. haven't done your least favorite one. What's your least favorite like headcanon or fanon that you see around? Um, it's not a headcanon so much as a trope. I'm I'm really not a fan of Pac Mom styles. Oh I just oh. I think it goes it goes overboard too much and it turns him into like a nineteen fifties Stepwood wife. I and love I'm, it. I'm not here for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my thing. <laughs> I don't mind when it goes 1950s housewife if it's crack fic. Right. Um, but like in, in actual like serious fic, I need it. Like I don't want him getting too demanding where he becomes overly nagging. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because And then where he start, like I get your fic if you're going for like styles becomes feminine kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't be a given that just because he's being Pac-Mom styles that he's automatically feminine too. Yeah. I can go any direction with Pac-Man styles. I love the ones where, for some reason, Isaac is his puppy or his baby, and Isaac calls him mama. I don't care. I love it all. It is from the wild to the mild. I am here for it. But it's because it pushes those envelopes. Of You can tell when girls especially that do Pac-Man, where they really are, where they see themselves and then how they kind of push it to see where they want to be. Because usually the Pac-Mom is like a resolution of something. He's becoming Pac-Mom because someone didn't appreciate him. And now people are seeing what he's doing and now they appreciate him. And I'm like, oh, girl, what are you going through? You know, like, what is going on? So it's more about kind of like what's around it. Um, and that's why I can read like the crazy, you know, ESL, like, fix that are like just wild no. but then sometimes i'm like i no, we're doing too much here <laughs> we just need to back it up what you were saying with pac mom is i especially like it when pac mom styles turns into derek assuming more responsibility for the pack as well mm -hmm. where it becomes like okay yes i'll take care of some of these emotional needs but some of these emotional needs are yours too buster exactly. let's get to work i really enjoy um just the domesticity of it and i like styles kind of being the one in control and i like that it doesn't automatically default to one of the girls um as long as styles and which i he i normally see that he does he delegates and then he trusts that those are going to get done it's not overbearing and nagging like you were saying it's more mm -hmm. like hey i'm just the one that's kind of i'm the heart of this group i'm the one kind of pulling us all together and then, you know, you're going to go out and do your, whatever you need to yep. do. So, yeah, that's the iteration that I like to see. And which is the fanon, headcanon trope that you hate the most, Sticky? Oh, Lord, there are probably a few. I don't like Styles being overly negative about himself. And that was a big thing in early Steric Fig where they're like, why would he ever want to be with me? I'm gangly and I'm ugly and I don't say anything right and I'm a hyperactive spaz. And, and, and as soon as that line made it onto the show, I was like, people aren't going to realize that Derek was projecting and you know that that was sarcasm. We're going to take that seriously and write it into everything. And for a while, it's just like, I'm just a hyperactive spaz. Why would you like me? And I'm like, no, boo, you, you got it going on. You know, it doesn't have to be like, I'm dope, but at least, like, I, I don't need it to be so self-effacing. Sorry, I like it when there's an element of that, like, Styles legit can't see what Derek sees in him, but then he gets on board so, so quickly because, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. if Derek wants him, he's going to ride this train all the way to the end. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I've seen girls take it from the beginning to the end, and I'm like, but you're with Derek. Yeah. And you're like, I don't get why you're with me. And I'm like, break up with him. <laughs> yeah, like canonically, I see Styles as being someone who 
uses sarcasm to compensate for his negative self-image. Mm-hmm. But generally, Styles is very self-confident. He wouldn't have spoken to Lydia or tried to initiate conversations with Lydia if he thought so poorly of himself. It was it requires balance. He wasn't so bad where it was self-harm styles. Nobody can ever love me. No, I, I'm lucky that everyone's just, you know, letting me in their space styles. And so that kind of fic has a place, obviously, but I, it's not my favorite. And I didn't like the period of time where it seemed to be the majority of fic. Right. Well, my main dislike trope is unrequited human furniture, which we talked about. <laughs> Every time. Specifically unrequited. I don't mean human furniture. I don't like unrequited human furniture because he's gone through a lot. And then um, I don't like human baby play. It makes me insane. I'm like, I got two jobs and you're slipping across oh the floor with some footies. <laughs> no. It was, it's still going on. I remember that crack fic that you sent, you wrecked in your last one, where it was like Derek like injects the Kate and she becomes a baby oh, and then he everything. makes Kyle touch the muffin. And That's it was the only like I liked. <laughs> That's the only one that I liked and it was everything. But oh, you no. Know, even that I was like, okay, and we're done. But um one thing I don't like and it, it, it makes me very uncomfortable. I even when I was a huge Scott Stan, I understood Derek's aversion to Scott being his alpha. And so even when writing in fic, if I made Scott the alpha, Derek was either not involved where he was like, you know, that's for them to take care of. I'm here doing my own thing. Or he was the second where it was like, okay, I'm the alpha because I got, you know, turned into an alpha, but this is your land and this is your family's land. And I'm going to defer to you on those matters. And I'm going to ask you for your advice and guidance and da, 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 and then be appreciative of that. And so a lot of times, even in fix, like it might be Styles being the one to make that bridge, being like, hey, Scott, you need to listen to this dude because this is his land, <laughs> you know, and you're just living in it. Or, um, you know, just Derek himself as a part of his growth being like, well, you know, I hate that I lost my alpha, but you know, if it had to go to anyone, you know, at least it's to someone who's going to work with me on this. And so um, if there's ever a fic where Derek's not the alpha and it's Scott, I'm like, I'm so particular. (laughs) Where where you got my boy? Where you got him? Where you got him? (laughs) You know, I don't like when it's like, oh, Scott's my alpha. Scott McCall's my alpha. And he'll do it. And I'm like, ooh, no, sis. Ooh, let's turn that down. (laughs) Problem I'm having right now because I'm commissioning a steel fic and the author's being really sweet on working around my issues with me, but um, it's so hard for me to like collaborate on a steel fic because well, for steel to happen, I can't have Derek be there. Mm-hmm. Like Derek cannot ex- like Derek is gone somewhere, re- rehabilitating somewhere, having fun in New York. He has to be. So he can't be there, which means Scott is the default alpha. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't want Alpha Scott. I don't want Styles calling him Alpha. This author helped me kind of make it work where I was like, oh, okay, I'm cool with this. Good. But it was, it was a journey for me because I was like, how do I make this work without being a complete ass? Yeah, I said, be a complete ass, kill Scott off and make Liam the alpha. Right. <laughs> that is my favorite trope. That is my favorite trope. That Scott's plan was to give his alpha to Liam when while he was at college. And I was like, none of this works. None of this makes sense. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> I just don't know if Theo could resist slitting Liam's throat when you make it that easy. <laughs> That's true. He really would. <laughs> oh, no, Theo would kill him instantly. And Mason, and then he killed Mason, and then he killed Corey. <laughs> the collaboration that I'm working on is going really well. It's for Steel Spooktober, so I'm excited. It has grown to be more than I expected uh, in really great ways, so I'm really happy. But we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, um, negative self-image styles. For me, when you have that, where it continues throughout the fic, it makes me feel like Derek 
isn't making him feel confident enough. And so, like, the fact that it ends up making Derek look bad, too, as a Derek stan, like, I I don't like that. What do you guys think about, and I agree, yeah, Um, what do you guys think about the difference between Derek having past sexual partners and Styles having past sexual partners before they get together? I think it depends on the age. You see, like, we're assuming that's, like, in most things, Styles meets Derek when he's 16. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I mean, maybe, one, like, a one-off or something like that. But we're assuming that Styles is a virgin because canonically he was for a while. So in can, canon divergent fic, I don't really like it. When it turns into a, I went away to college and had a bunch of sexual partners and then we got together as Derek. I'm okay with it as long as you don't make me read too much about his relationship with other characters. Yeah, I think that's, right, that's right. where I draw the line as well. Yeah. And then yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's a free game when it comes to AUs. Yeah, yeah. But I tend to like I tend to like Virgin Styles because, as you say, most of them are written, you know, season one and season two, and that's what he is. Um, but I think that they can still approach it at a very similar sort of level because Styles has had no experience, but Derek's only had really bad experience. Right. So I, I like that. I like that Steric becomes their first love story. I love that too. I think it's very interesting seeing because that used to be a big thing um, in Steric fic, like back in the day, the idea of well, Derek's had sex before, and so now Styles gets to have sex, and I'm like, <laughs> Derek didn't have sex, dear. You know, I'm like that yeah. wasn't not in the way that we're thinking. Like we need to really put context to this and see it for what it was. And um, it was, I like people that explore uh, different um, avenues of that, but I'm like, it will be very rare that I'll have a legitimate side pairing without it having a very specific purpose. I know I wrote one where like Styles went to college and he met this girl and then like they ended up getting engaged two years later, but he was like wholly distracted. And the whole point was, you know, he was really in love with Derek, but he wasn't allowing himself to think about it. He needed something easy and easy and breezy, which is what this girl was, you know. And so it's like I have seen those fix where all of a sudden Styles becomes a sex god and a sex machine and all sort of stuff. He's like, and Derek is just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm and proper, you know, just like, what are we doing here? What, what's happening? Going on to like college experience styles is you need that too for single dad style tips. He needs to have had some girlfriend in the past who's, who's, who's left him with a baby, yeah. and that sets the scene. But other than that, uh, yeah, I'm quite happy with Derek being his first. Yeah, I mean, I need Styles and this imaginary partner to be less than 20% of the time being covered in a fic. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, I mean, one to two chapters maximum, depending on how many chapters are in the fic, but, like, because it's too much. Like, I don't want to hear about Styles with an OC or Styles with another character. Uh, my exceptions are Styles with Jackson, Styles with Peter, and Styles with Theo. Yeah, those are my. But like usually in the <laughs> like the bad boyfriend or sheriff kind of thing. <laughs> of <laughs> course, we had to know you there. Oh my god, you guys! So I'm writing this new fic where Derek has a daughter. And I legit was going to name her Noah. <laughs> just, <Do it. laughs> just to mess with everybody and be like, I hate you all. But um, Noah Stalinsky. Taika is Noah Stalinsky. Yes! Yes! Because you know she's going to get with, uh, with Styles. So I'm like, oh, Taika's name. But, um, <laughs> and then the sheriff's name is John on the tag, too. I love that. would be so funny. But, um, yeah, I like the only time there's difference is when it's like overt smuts, like ridiculous. Like, yeah, there's one, and I, I, I think Pint sent it to me, and um, or I might have just seen it on the feed, but it's like some alphas don't, or every alpha should, something like that. Oh, yeah. But it was one where um, yeah. Sty- yes, yes, yes. yes, Scott refused to go down on girls, and so oh, Styles. Oh, you won't do it. I'll do it. The author made that fic 
dope. He had a chapter for every chick. He added some chapters. He was eating Lydia out on the kitchen table. I was like, you better work. I was here for it. It was so Kira and Cora, but and there was no Malia, and you know, it was just everything good in the world. It was wonderful. I think Erica was in it. I'm pretty sure. Do you remember when the, the aunties descended on that? No, did they? Yeah, I think they were talk. I got some screenshots. They were talking about it somewhere, and I was just like, "Really, guys? Like, it's hectic. What do you care? First of all." And like, let people write what they want. And honestly, not everything has an agenda behind it. It's not me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But even then, it's like, if you can't have fun with your characters, then I just don't feel like you're enjoying them. Like, I love Wump Styles. Give me beat the snot out of styles all day, every day. There's a story with like an abominable snowman and homie is using a cane and just all this stuff. And I'm like, I love you, styles. And it's like, it's it's like, of course, I don't want this in canon. And I really don't even want it in like canon convergent or you know, that kind of thing. Give me an AU. Give me warm styles. Let me have that fun, you know. And then it's like, you go on about it. I've, um red fix where styles like it will be like a steeter and steeter completely one-ups him and you know just all the stuff and styles is a complete brat and it's like it's fun i don't get the entire thing of like you have to show this character in a positive light at all times always otherwise i will not enjoy it <laughs> i'm just like okay sure that's like really fine if you don't enjoy something yeah. just don't read it don't read it mm-hmm but they come up with a story, but the, the fandom is infested with a specific uh, kind of point of view, and they can't enjoy anything. And I'm like, why are you in the steric, like, tag to begin with when most steric things in general make you cringe? The only time they like steric is when steric is, like, worshipping at the altar of Scott McCall. Well, it's like, you don't have to like Steric. And then you ask them, well, why are you doing this? And they're like, oh, well, I just want to see why everyone else likes it. No one asked you to understand it. <laughs> I'm like, just gone about your business. And then they have this whole thing about, oh, well, um, Steric's only like to read about Steric. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of the definition like of Steric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And that goes back to what we were saying about, like, their need to be unique just to be unique. That's, that somehow makes them better than everybody else. It's like, no, like, I like Steric. It's not necessarily Teen Wolf. It's Steric. I've branched off to other little mini ships, but, like, I like Steric. And so, like, I mean, you, you want to force yourself to like other ships so that you can have this laundry list of diversity things that you've checked off like well go ahead and do that but don't complain that people aren't making your unique little uh, stories i it, it frustrates me of course because it's like which we're gonna jump into this because i just need to get the question out there oh, toxicity within the fandom stands cancel culture and the rise of purity wank what do we all think about this we've been talking about this for a little bit but this is generally what we're talking about i I don't, there is something very disconcerting about the way the aunties kind of go about their methods. And I'm like, fan fiction is a very intimate thing. And for a lot of people, you know, I mean, it's free. Everyone talks about that, you know, and it is really putting down your thoughts and ideas in a very vulnerable way. And, you know, there are some people who are extremely experienced at it and they can pump them out. And, you know, like Halcyon, that girl put out a million fix. But when you comment on hers and she comments back, you can tell how much it means to her. You know, it, there's there's an intimacy to that connection. So when you're only, when you use that connection to further a goal, it seems very manipulative. And that's kind of where... I lose ground with <laughs> with the aunties. I'm like, why are you doing this in this way? Why are you specifically? Because fandom is a very personal thing. The reason that you have characters that are very personal to you. And 
I can understand the idea of like, oh, I don't want anyone to say anything bad about, you know, my fave. But when that's not happening, or when your definition of bad is completely different than anyone else's definition, like, oh, they're bashing Scott. And I'm like, I just said that Scott, you know, ignored Styles for Allison. That's bashing. It's like, what? Yeah, or like just mentioning that Scott's an airhead. Like, not even like dumb, stupid, but just an airhead. And it's like, oh my God, how dare you? He's the smartest guy ever. And it's like, but no, he's not. And he's not supposed to be. And he wasn't written to be. He is a teenager. And also saying that he was an airhead in this situation doesn't mean that every decision he makes is airheaded. Some of them are just wrong. (laughs) And have nothing to do with him being a ditz, you know? And so it's like, it's the idea that you just can't say anything bad about him. And not only can you not, but in comparison to everybody else, he has to look better in comparison to what styles that well there are types styles didn't know what an amulet was okay (laughs) so therefore scott isn't dumb Uh, (laughs) it's like not not that doesn't that don't add up that a plus b don't equal that c yeah i mean they, they try to make it seem like we think scott's dumb because he didn't know what a bestiary was he called it bestiality and so they counter that with uh, Styles didn't know what a pendant was. I was like, not the same thing because Scott repeatedly has these moments where it's like, oh, my mom gets all the juice and all this. And it's funny. It's a part of yes. his character. It's endearing. But, um, you know, the principal looks at his grades. Oh, pretty average, lackluster. And then Styles, oh, wow, like straight A's. Mm. Like, it's there. And it doesn't mean that you can't do whatever you want in your own fic. And I think the reason why they bring out all of these, well, I know the reason why they bring out all of these things is because like the question said, cancel culture, they're trying to cancel Steric because they feel like if they cancel Steric, those numbers will automatically transfer to Scott. Scott. Yeah. And it's like, they're just going to go lower. (laughs) And they'll get what they want. But you know what's going to happen? Every time Steric's have left, you know where they've gone? Shadow hunters, the magicians, whatever new side was coming out mm-hmm. they haven't gone to scott fandom it's a very small percentage that have gone very steric critical pro scott and then magically when nobody really likes that they stop writing well especially because styles is kind of the fandom bicycle so when it comes to slash ships he's got it on lock scott doesn't really have that same kind of slash personality, no matter how much they give it to him, the most mo- most people will give him is Isaac. And so it's like, people are really trying to make the Scott Derrick thing happen, but the people who don't see them as enemies see them as brothers. And so the, the sexual element really isn't there in the way that they want it to be. And so it's just, it's very hard to, it's not the same genre almost you know it's not the same theme um i was gonna say uh oh shoot philip you were just talking about cancel culture picking up all of these yes oh yeah so i was like it it almost feels like it's a game for them to see how crazy they can get because there's so many arguments they make and i'm like why this argument why this argument the scott being dumb one it's such a simple argument And then what they will do is they will take scenes from later seasons to prove that Scott is smart. And they're like, well, he got into UC Davis. But I'm like, we literally have a scene in the show that says the only reason that they graduated is because of Miss Martin. It's the only reason. But they're like, well, he got into UC Davis. And so I'm like, you know that I have this as a counter. (laughs) You know that you're wrong. Why are you saying this? And then I'm like, well, do you not? Do you really... Did you forget? And so then when I see Lil do things like she's doing now, where she's like, well, actually, they're doing the traits thing again. And I'm like, sis, it didn't make sense the first time you tried it. It didn't make sense the second time you tried it. Now you wait it for three months and you're trying it again and doubling down, going so hard in it. And you're like, you know, this isn't a good point. Why are you trying to make this? And if anything, what Lilith is doing is not stealing Styles' canonic traits. She's stealing Styles' 
Fanon traits and trying to give them to Cannon and Fanon Scott as and being like 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 everyone has to follow these traits because if not they're being racist and it's like he barely displays and it's this idea that two people can't display similar traits in different ways it's like it can happen well it's the idea that they're not the spice girls scott and styles are yin and yang but without the little dots you know like well they they cut up a list of traits and they're like you get this one you get this one you get this one you get this one and scott suddenly ended up with all the good ones and styles had the bad ones and when fandom looks at them they switch them you know like no because that would make styles a sociopath which is what they probably think and then when it's not about you know race or about you know, diversity or something like that, it turns into, well, we're writing it the wrong way. It's age issues. It's um, yeah. pedophilia. It's... Um, A metanormativity. Derek is too aggressive, violent. Well, okay, what? what is... <laughs> yes, let's talk about this. Yeah. Lisa, tell us your thoughts. Amenatonormativity. <laughs> what is that word? What does that word even mean? Amenator... What is it? I, I looked it up. And it means something like it's it's like um, that all love stories sort of have to end with the happy ending or whatever, and, and or some nonsense like that. And it's like it's like heteronormativity, but you know, for everyone, as far as I could figure, it out. yeah. But for relationships, yeah, it's it was. I think it said it was. Oh, it was Arizona State. I thought it was Australian. <laughs> no, I was no, like, no they said we have nothing to do with that. Yeah. Um, it's a. Uh, to capture societal assumptions about romance, she wanted the word to describe the pressure she received by many to prioritize marriage in her own life when she did not want to. And so it's the idea of prescribing to the notion of boy meets girl, boy marries girl, 2.5 kids and a dog, you know, just relaying that out. I, I think that's fair. That's fair when you tr attempt to apply it to real people. But what they're missing is this is shipping. This is romance. Right. What there's nothing wrong with romantic tropes in romance. Yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be an ideal, not realistic. But I still don't even see how Sterk fits into that mold because um there was this great post on Tumblr that was like, Oh, uh, give me two who wants to read two thousand stories about cute meets between two specific characters and it was like sign me up you know and it was just like Sterk has a million different ways of meeting a million different ways of navigating their relationship of living their lives I don't understand where they think the amatonormativity of it all comes in at like we don't have a tag for it but we have plenty of fix where Sterk break up for a huge part of the fic can go on with, uh, with their lives and then get back together. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not just meet, love, marriage. Well, I've never seen Steric get together because it's like, I gotta date someone, gotta marry someone, might as well be him. <laughs> like, I've never seen and, that And again, story. it re relies on a really narrow, narrow section of Steric fics. Like, for every, for every story where they do meet and marry and live happily ever after, there's a murder husband story or a serial killer story or, or a, we're fighting aliens in space story. It's right. It's like they haven't actually read any story. <laughs> no, they, they wouldn't make right? that claim and not know what they were talking about. Lisa, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know it's a, it's a crazy theory, isn't it? <laughs> oh man. So yeah, but I think it's just another ism. They just found what they thought was another ism, but I'm like, and then the, no one questions it because they don't know what that means. <laughs> and so it's just like, okay. This came from Pew, right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. This came from Pew? Oh, yeah, definitely Pew. But I think Nixie started it. I think it came from that hive mind. This sounds like something that Clotpole came up with, and then it filtered through them. <laughs> Ooh. Because you know she's what? always looking for a way to make her identities into weapons. Uh. And, like, I I totally understand wanting more Ace Arrow fic, um, wanting people to understand that there's a spectrum within both of those identities. I understand wanting people to tag that so you can find it. And I understand wanting people to give it a chance 
so that that way they can see if, hey, maybe this is something I enjoy and I can, like, that way more people will enjoy it. Um, but there's a difference between wanting to share something with the world and right. guilting the world into including it so that that way, like, that way you can make it a thing. The 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 issue is that they they put on their blinders. And the reason that I've seen a lot of people be averse to um, Arrow Ace Fix isn't because of the Arrow Ace of it all, but more like, okay, so for doing platonic steric, that was on the show. And if we're going to do this thing like, oh, well, what would it be like if Styles and Derek are real friends, then that's genfic, you know, or it's like, you know, it's, it's them working together. If we want Styles and Derek in a relationship, a lot of it is to fulfill the fact that that relationship was blocked on screen. And so we want to see the myriad of ways that it could have worked out, that it could have been done via AU or via canon style. I think that a lot of times the ace side of that loses that. And because they don't take that into account, their fix can get very soapboxy. Yeah, I mean, I think Ace Arrow falls into the same trap that Slash uh, and Gay Fiction fell into back in the night, or like nineties, early two thousands era. Mm-hmm. Is that it? They felt the need to like soapbox what was like the identity right. to get to that point to justify why it was okay. Exactly. And, and while necessary, sometimes you you can't most people are not going to ingest that for entertainment right you you limit yourself to a specific audience when you do that and i think transfic is getting past that point currently right now they are and a problem that we're going through right now is that um ao3 while really great in some places is um is restricted by the binary by the binary thinking that went into tagging relationship tags. Right. The the trans thing is very interesting right now because there's a difference between trans styles and then always a girl styles. What do they call it? Rule 63? What is that? It's it's something. I'll look it up real quick. But um, I actually saw. Yeah, and then in and then in smut, there's pussy boy smile styles, which is exactly. not trans. It's not it's trans. Not. It's and so it's it's very. Um, I just saw someone on Tumblr talking about this, and they gave such an impassioned argument. But I was like, I understand, but um, the prop, prop, okay, yeah, rule 63, the proposition that it is possible to find gender swap versions of every fictional character, especially as fan art on the internet. Now, I've already, you know, discussed, like, my initial issues with Always a Girl Styles. I'm like, I'm very particular, because I'm like, if you want Hetsteric, just write Hetsteric, you know. But um, I do enjoy a good gender swap. I do enjoy boy pussy, you know, that kind of thing. I think that finding the sensitivity in that is going to have to be a reader thing. And I think that that's where a lot of issues are coming from. Like you said, with tagging, a lot of things are tagged trans and they're not. A lot of things are tagged always a girl and it's trans you know it's just like what are we doing here like let's really get these together and have people understand what they're what they're actually representing i know like last year i had a a non come on and I, you know they, they told me they hated always a girl styles and i think it's because i said it on bhd podcast before that it's not my favorite trope it feels like when people try to make something straight because the gay of it all makes them uncomfortable. And that's one assumption that I'm making. It's not Mm -hmm. necessarily universal. Definitely. As I looked into it, you know, because I am a gay man, I didn't really consider before that point that women use male characters and turn them into women because it's easier to have a character have those traits and not be um, kind of restricted in a way that they would normally think of a female character. So mm-hmm. I 
I get it from an outsider's perspective and I see the importance of it. I think it has a right to be there. I, I just think it's important that people tag. Right. And leave those notes. It's, it's one of those things because we do, because like I said, fan fiction is very sensitive. There are a lot of people that take it very much to heart in the way that they create it and in the way that di they digest it. Some people, I know, I've read fanfics that have just slaughtered me. And, you know, and I was ready for it because, like, the notes are like, this is going to slaughter you. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. You know, that kind of thing. Um, I, I feel like when it comes to, yeah, it just comes down to the tagging because, um, so one of the very first uh, Always a Girl fix that turned me was um devil's cut happy birthday baby and it was just female styles but um it was regular styles and then he magicked himself into a woman so that he could get pregnant for Derek. and so you know the whole thing was like him having this baby and then but he was boy styles just in a girl's body and it read through so well in that way versus, oh, I'm just a girl and I'm a little bit mean. I'm a little bit zany and like, you know, becoming kind of manic pixie you know, instead of girl styles. And so that's why I'm very particular. But you know what? The ones I don't like, I don't read. Mm -hmm. And then I just Same. click it off. And, you know, sometimes I'll leave them kudos if I'm like, you know what? This just wasn't for me, but this is well done. You know, give you a little kudos ahead about my business. Any thoughts, Lisa? Um, yeah, I'm pretty particular with girl styles picks as well. Um, I'll give a plug to one of my favorite Steeda authors here, Twisted Mind. She writes fantastic. That's fantastic girl styles. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I feel the problem I have with a lot of girl styles fics is it's sometimes it just seems to be written as an excuse to dress styles in pretty clothes and, and put makeup put makeup on him. And I'm like, you can do that as a boy. <laughs> exactly. Um, but and, and I think maybe a lot of that is the maturity of the writers who are writing it, which is fine. And, you know, it clearly has an audience, which is fine, but they're not, they're not my favorite. But, I mean, a well-written, always girl style story is, is, is really fantastic. They're just quite hard for me to find. Well, again, though, it is a, you can find them. Yeah. And that's just a credit to Steric fandom and even Steeter fandom and just that whole styles like loving, you know, Derek and Peter of it all where people are interested in so many different things. I read an entire fic by this girl who was obsessed with classical music and Clint Styles was a classical pianist. And let me tell you, as I was wading through this fic, I was like, if you name one more aria, one more concerto, you know, like I am done. If Styles don't get those fingers inside of Derek, I am going to be upset. But I mean, you could tell like that was her love and she poured it all into it and I'm like you know what I respect that <laughs> like, it might not be my cup of tea but god bless you <laughs> it was like taking a music theory class at some points I remember it was so funny I was just they were like yes and she even <laughs> left links to the music so you can listen to it while you're reading and I was like what's happening <laughs> I don't hate leaving music for, per chapter <laughs> if the song music, yeah. is um the length of per, like give or take the length right. of the chapter mm -hmm. but i mean that's a lot of work but if you want to do it go ahead but if um <laughs> but if it's like this like you know like 10k long chapter and you're giving me one song i'm just gonna like <laughs> uh, not gonna do it okay so where are you gonna shift to the next question, which is no homoing, the constant and lackluster het romances for Styles and Derek, and the state of the fandom at the time. The no homoing, my the way I felt about my identity and how it was presented on television changed a lot from when Teen Wolf was on air during season one and two, and how I feel now. Mm -hmm. I think at the time I was willing to take those kinds of concessions. To just get the nod because at least i was getting right. something right um i i think it's important to realize that the networks and the the people responsible for the ads had a lot to say on what kind of content 
gets put on television. And so it wasn't always necessarily like we're unwilling to. It's just enough people. It will cause enough of a financial thing that we can't. I think Steric was during the time where they could have done it and been fine. But nobody was, nobody trusted that yet. So I didn't mind the styles on the boat thing. And I didn't mind that. I mean, Steric on um, Hecklin and Dylan on the boat thing. Um, and I didn't mind like Erica coming in and Cora coming in. I What I minded was more Derek, Derek's love interest, which didn't seem to fit at all. Like they didn't even try to make them work. It was just like throwing someone at him. So that way he was straight. I think that's that's how Brayden came across to me too, and and she could have been a fantastic character. The, I mean, the character is is good, uh, the actress is fantastic, but the way she was clearly just thrown in to to sleep with Derek, because once she slept with Derek, she didn't really do anything else. I mean, they introduced her in this moment that she rescued Isaac, and you're like, oh, excellent, here's this interesting female character, and then they did nothing else with her except make her make her who Derek was sleeping with, and it was such they paid her twice for a job she never did <laughs> and then she spent her time sleeping with Derek and then she became Aaliyah's bodyguard <laughs> and, and let me tell you <laughs> your girl was pissed <laughs> but I think too, in, in regards to what you were saying Philip about not expecting so much from a network show back then I think I was in the same boat I just sort of thought well Steric's not going to happen because it's it's this show and it's on this channel and it's just not going to happen but then you know, within a year, we had Malik, and and I think you can almost, you know, there's mm-hmm. almost a pre pre Malik world and a post Malik world, and Malik was huge, and I like to think of Jeff Davis watching the watching Malik and watching the ratings for Malik and going, ah, he could he could have done it as well, but he didn't, and I hope he regrets that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did I do? I really do. I. My whole thing with the no homo of it all is, um, of course, so I watched, I went back and watched Teen Wolf. Um, I started the podcast at the beginning of 3B and we had binged it. And even while I was watching, um, and then of course, moving forward. So by that time, I'd seen Cora. And then, um, and I loved Heather and nothing happened with that. And, um, it, it was this again we had a long conversation last week about what about the idea that someone on the show liked steric whether it was in the writer's room whether it was an editor someone tried to put little cute nods to steric <laughs> and i'm like honey you are killing us literally <laughs> <laughs> just just let let the show crash and burn don't give us these messages because it's being really confusing because first of all with Derek's love interest when we're talking about Jen who again fantastic character then you made her a rapist for no reason you know it's like it was completely unnecessary then you have Brayden, who started out as almost having kind of like a magical background. Maybe she was with the Druids. We thought she'd be with Isaac. I was like, oh, I'd love to see her with Peter because, you know, ever since she put her boots on his table and he was like, get them off my, t- your boots are on my table. And she's like, they're Italian boots or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember how they would, but it was great. And then to put him, her with Derek, with whom there was no connection there. And so it's like, okay, so you're sincerely brought in here just to give Derek a love interest, but also to know homo him. Because at the same time, you have the Malia of it all. And we've talked about this before. When you look at Erica, when you look at Cora, when you look at Malia, they're all versions of the same person, which is what their estimation of female Derek is. And so someone somewhere put in the thing, well, well, they want it with Derek, but we can't do it with Derek. So let's just put him with a hail. Let's put him with, you know, like a female Derek. Yeah, Aren't they doing that with that Malia girl? Let's put him with her. <laughs> you know, it's just like, they'll love it. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. <laughs> no, because it's not. And it's something is just not, it doesn't connect. It just isn't right. You just, we don't want him with a hail. We want him with 
Derek because there's a reason, you know, besides. I didn't even stuff. hate Stidia. I just mm-hmm. hate the way they did Stidia. Oh, yeah. I barely even consider it. Like when people talk about Stidia, I literally think 3 a.m. before. And I'm like, yeah, oh, no, I love them as bros. They're great. <laughs> you know. And then it's like, oh, yeah, they did get together at the end, didn't they? <laughs> Forgot about that. Evidently, so did they. <laughs> but I mean, at that point, their platonic friendship, like passionate friendship, was so much more than their actually being romantically involved. And so it was like, you just ruined another good thing you have going on. I was just going to say, I, th- I think too that when we talk about how the show could have done Steric, at the same time, you have to recognize that we're pretty glad that it didn't because look what it did to every other relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only, I, I can't think of a single relationship on the show that wasn't lackluster, that wasn't just quite terrible. Um, Melissa and Chris. <laughs> like, why? I, I think the, the only <laughs> relationship I actually really liked and could see, like, working was Jackson and Lydia. And they were I was going to say Greenberg and Finstock. <laughs> <laughs> also Greenberg and Finstock. But, you know, Jackson and Lydia, who were both terrible people at the time, but it worked for them. But all the, all the other relationships, mm-hmm. the canon relationships, were just, just so unexciting superficial yeah and superficial it's people together just for the sake of being together Mm. hayden and liam made no sense she came out of nowhere her story was wild and then they put them together in this and i'm like they needed to introduce her at least three more episodes before what they did uh you know i thought it was i thought the idea of putting them together was cute I liked who she was before they decided to shift her into love interest. Right. And that's what happened is that they changed her instead of keeping her the same kind of like, oh, you're so dumb kind Mm -hmm. of way. She should have dated him and it should have been this war between you're so dumb and you're a stupid boy, but God, I love being with you. And that would have been fun to watch. I um, completely agree about the... Uh, Jackson and Lydia of it all I thought that that was such an epic thing but I think they just didn't know how to carry that out because what ended up happening and when this happened I knew it was over Um, so the last two episodes of 5A I believe it was right after they went and saved Lydia so it was uh, they had this whole thing and those were the two episodes that were done by LJS by Lindsay Jewett Sturman and uh, those were the ones where Jeff was, you know, splits bill. And they were so well done. But at the end, she was like, Styles, Styles saved me. And I said, in every other, in every other place where, yeah, she's going to start dating him. But then she's going to realize that she's only dating him because he saved her. Jeff does this. And it makes me insane because he knows how fandom is especially fangirls because he did this with malia and styles like they're in this crazy high energy situation and so they get together because of that and not because they actually like each other or have anything in common but they sell it as oh they love each other they're in love and i'm like no they're they're high off of endorphins and hormones like there's no way they're in love why are we doing this they put the work on the viewer to then build up the relationship in the moments before, but then it causes havoc in the fandom because nobody can agree on how the buildup happened You or the fact that it didn't happen. Okay. They're together, but there was no buildup and you have people being like, you're anti-Stidia for not admitting to, it's like, Oh, get over yourself. (laughs) Well, it's like, okay, you're together and we're mates and everything. Oh, but then I'm going to break up and date Scott. (laughs) and now I'm mates with him and Styles wouldn't mind because not dating a friend group that's stupid and I'm like oh no it's very smart and there's a reason why (laughs) I can't can't. I I hate it the way they sightlined Brayden I hate still to this day that Megan was so taken by the Scott stands and you know the 
anti-race, anti-raxers, those are vaxxers who <laughs> about race, but um, how they got into her head and she was just like, oh, well, if you like Steric, because that almost happened with Haley too, where she was like, I thought that Steric's hated me. And I'm like, no, girl, like the situation of you being on there was fine, but we made it work. You know, like Steric's made Jennifer work. <laughs> and so it's like, what are you going to do? So weird. The you brought up uh Malik earlier, um, mm -hmm. Lisa, and I I give Teen Wolf a little bit very little bit of a pass, uh, because Malik is canonically there in the original text. The source material. In the original the source material versus with Teen Wolf, like and so pre airing of season one on that show, yeah. that's what's yeah. supposed to happen. Um, I know that I still give Shadowhunters credit for not making them straight, even though the source material said they were gay and bi. Uh, so I give them credit for that. But I also give Teen Wolf a little bit of a pass because pre-season one, that wasn't what was written. Yeah, that's the Or they didn't, they didn't know that's, true. It that was that's what they were writing. an easier road for Malik because they could say, yep, well, we're based on these books and this is what happens in the books. But, you know, having said that, I think that it did show that the fandom was was ready for this that the time was right for this and i think that exactly if, if jeff had pushed it it could have happened and i think that it would have been but the thing is he could have made it happen he could have made it happen season six yeah yeah giving them a little moment after the rescue um, having Lydia being like, I knew you'd figure it out, have the, I knew you'd figure it out line to him, and it would have worked. Which would have been so much better. That would have been such a better line for her, talking about Steric, talking about Jackson. It's 100% Jeff, because there's nothing that doesn't, especially with as petty as he is, there is nothing that doesn't give him that opportunity because there's no way he really thought that they were going to do a podcast or get a spinoff and all this stuff. Like, dude, you were in hot water and you knew it. I know for a long time, we kind of made the assumption that, you know, um, well, MTV is a pretty liberal station and they are. And I was like, I remember Undressed and Undressed had a storyline where the brother was gay and then turned out that his brother was gay too. And then they both had to tell their parents and they had like full on kisses and all this other stuff. And I'm like, so yeah, MTV, you know, from some gay storylines. And so I think a lot of people were like, well, if it's not MTV and Jeff is gay, then he should be, you know, for this ship, then um, it must be the actors. And I think that that was a very easy place to jump. And we all jumped there at one point or another, like, which one was it? Which one said no? But it's like, the more I learn about TV and the business, especially at that time, it's like, there's no way either of them had any say over that, you know, in that way. And so it's like, then it was Jeff. And I, you know, then we go back to this whole thing about hating Derek's and, <laughs> and exes and all that stuff. But it's like, the more troubling part about the no homo of it all was that when questioned about it, the show lashed out even more towards Derek. And that's really where my issue always comes out with. I mean, God bless Tyler Hecklin. He was, you know, he, he was like someone on the cast was incredibly ill-informed. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, people would ask me like, oh, we thought you had a problem with Steric. I don't know why you, why people would say that. And I'm like, not two years ago, you wouldn't sign Steric stuff at conventions. You called Steric disrespectful to the show. You know exactly why we thought you had a problem with it. Now, you know, I'm, I'm fine with his apology. I'm willing to take it, whatever. You know, bygones, keep moving forward as long as you keep I mean, I didn't hear it that way. I mean, for me... The way I heard it, it would be disrespectful to his process to consider Steric as he acts Steric out on the, the show. Disrespectful is not so. The it word. would it would be disrespectful the to word. the source material to really think about Steric when Steric is not in canon. But that doesn't. So I get it, but his word choice is 
Teclan's downfall every time. And again, it's the idea of them defining what Steric is without knowing it. Because I'm, I literally think every time they heard Steric, Hecklin thought about his ankles near his ears. <laughs> and, and like, like, do you really think we want that as a he scene liked in the show? It. I mean, I do. He but liked it. For the most part, no. People were just talking about a regular relation. Them, just them as a couple. And it didn't have to be whatever crazy thing he was thinking of. So it's like that word choice just damned him. And I'm like, well, you did that, yeah. bro. I feel like it was different things at different points in time. Yes. That it just never kind of went through. Yeah. Um, and it, a lot of it had to do with how things were presented to each of these people having in somewhat input or just saying things. So... Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a mess. Fan and fandom was a mess for a while during that time, too. Mm -hmm. Thank God we all pulled together and we're still here. Um, so I want to thank Lisa for being on with us tonight. Yay. Again, remember, you can follow us at fandombite.tumblr.com. You can follow Sticky at bhadpodcast.com. And you can follow Lisa at this discontentedwinter.tumblr.com. And say goodnight, everybody. Good night. <laughs>